0: Hey, good morning, everyone. This is uh, Daryl Kane with the Reach and Thrive Together podcast. So excited to be back with you today. And we've got a great guest that I'll be introducing here in a moment. But uh, it's really great to think about how are we uh, better people? How can we be be better parents? Uh, How can I be a better dad or a better mom? And just really kind of giving us ourselves some tools to be more effective in our everyday lives. So I've got a great guest, uh, Lorena Saito, who is the creator of Joyful Parenting 101. And she's going to be sharing a lot of great uh, tips and stories of how we can be better parents just to really raise the next generation. So Lorena, great to talk with you today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me here. This is a pleasure and an honor.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much. So why don't you give our listeners just a brief background on who you are?
1: Oh, so I'm Lorena Seidel, and I created this program called Joyful Parenting 101. I am the author of this little book called The Purposeful Child, and I help dedicated parents stay calm and effective even under the most frustrating, <laughs> stressful parenting moments. And that's what I did. Nice. Well,
0: I've got two uh, daughters that we have kind of raised, I guess they're 18 and or 19 and 21, 22. I kind of lose track of time, but uh, wish that I had your podcast maybe 10 years ago. So, oh, nice. but uh so what sparked you to, to uh, get into this kind of work?
1: Well, I think that the journey started as a child. I was actually raised in this very emotionally unintelligent family and had this you know, hard, negative uh, parent-child dynamic. I grew up in South Brazil And the parenting, my parents had the best intentions, but not the best mindset or strategies. And for many of us, you know, our parents did the best. They had the best intention, but not the best strategies. So there was a lot of yelling and a lot of shaming and blaming or punishments. And then mixed with permissiveness, too. And growing up with that, I... I knew I wanted something different. I wanted to do something different and be different when I become a parent. So then, of course, uh, as an adult, when I was about to be a mom for the first time, I made this promise that I would be a calm <laughs> and uh, you know, a, a have a, a great relationship with my children and that uh, it would be different. And... Of course, I remember like bringing that baby home from the hospital with the utmost love and respect and reverence for that baby. And then two years go by and there we were. We were yelling and threatening and bribing and punishing that two-year-old right? And it hit me in that moment, like, what happened? How did we go from, you know, I had the best intentions too, and here I am replicating some of these <laughs> things my parents did. And I realized I'm becoming my mom. And I I noticed that, you know, even though I have all this knowledge, and I thought I had the experience as a teacher in the classroom for seven years before I become a mom. And the degree in education and that all that was going to equip me and that somehow I would be, you know, parenting would be easy for me. I was overly confident. (laughs) And then when I realized I was, you know, replicating some of those same things I grew up with, I realized that we are all wired and we are programmed with our upbringing, to be a certain type of parent. And I felt like I was programmed to be a bad mom. (laughs) And I needed to really figure it out. How do I get rid of my bad parenting habits and these patterns of interactions and these limiting beliefs and these emotional baggage that now are impacting my parenting? So I made it my mission and my work to figure it out a way to have this great connection, have effective parenting, but parenting in a way that works, but also feels good in the process, both for me and for the children. So I can go to bed at the end of the day, feeling good and proud of myself and not beating myself over the fact that I yelled and feeling guilty and knowing that I'm causing emotional harm because, you know, Mm -hmm. we know that uh, we spend most of our adult lives just trying to sort out the emotional damage and, uh, you know, that we had in the first decade. So mm. I was like, I want to parent in a way that works, but feels good and no, know, and knowing that I'm causing no emotional harm. Um, so that was, that's how I, I got started.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, that's good. You took your past experience and um, are really kind of applying it to, you know, kind of helping yourself and also helping others. So Maybe you can give us one or two tips of, uh, well, how can you be a successful parent? And how do you not, you know, let anger or past experiences sort of define, you know, your current parenting? So what are a couple of tips that we can learn from today?
1: Yes. Okay. There are many things we can do, but I like to divide it into four areas that we got to work to have this parenting that flows and we thrive and our children thrive and, it feels good and it works because we need, we need discipline and parenting that works. We got to get from A to B. Our kids got to get out of the door in the morning. We need to get them to bed. All these things have to happen. They got to finish their homework. So it has to be effective, it has to feel good. So, what we need is mindset being the first thing. We, the research tells us that our future success and our children's future success. of it will come from writing between our ears, writing between their ears. It's their mindset and their emotional intelligence. So that's why my work is all focused on mindset and emotional intelligence, mostly like 80% of it. And then uh, the next thing to work on so, you know, mindset is, you know, for us to, you know, rewire ourselves is that neuroplasticity of really reprogramming our brain. Mm -hmm. uh reshaping our mind if we can change our our mind we can change our lives so it's and it it happens really fast sometimes parents think oh i'm in this dynamic my child is 10 years old now it's been 10 years that we are you know they are not listening and we don't get their cooperation i'm yelling and all of these things is it going to take a long time for us to fix this And I say, it takes us as long as it takes for you to change your mind. It's like the speed of the thought, which is the, you know, like it's like the flip of a switch. Mm -hmm. If you can change your thought, then you can change, you know, the decisions that you make, the beliefs that come along with that, the feelings, and ultimately the actions and what you say and do, which is the behavior, right? So if we change our thoughts, we change our behavior, And then we get different results. Right. So mindset. And then the second piece is strategies, even if we had the best state of mind. Right. Because we all get to that great state of mind. Um, You know, we've experienced those days when we're just feeling so good and happy that nothing phases us, nothing pushes our button, nothing. Um, it stresses us, we can rise above the situation. We let things roll off our shoulder. We can look the other way. We can crack a joke, right? Like that's when we're in that good state of mind. So, but even when we are in this great state of mind, if we can stay there, right? To sustain mm-hmm. that state of being is the, is the key. But we still need strategies, right? If we don't have better strategies, we end up resorting to the strategies that we grew up with or the strategies that we see happening around. And for example, in America today, the parenting strategies, the common parenting strategies are yelling, shaming, blaming, threatening, bribing, rewarding, punishing, timeouts, counting one, two, three, being permissive, giving in, um, checking out, right? We just scroll on our phones and we, we, we don't have what it takes to deal with that in a moment, so we check out. So those are the common parenting tools. So if we don't have better strategies, we resort to those. So it's important. It's only 20% of the work, 80% of the mindset, Uh, but then 20% of the work is the strategy. So really developing better, um, more positive, healthier ways to communicate, to deal with the negative behavior, to address, you know, the root causes of these negative behaviors and all of that. Then the next piece that's really important is connection. We have to be working on that connection with our children. And we're all kind of good at connecting with our kids. We know that you know, if we invite them to read a book and say, I wanna read you a story that our children will boom, connect with us right there. If we take a walk in nature, it's a great time to connect. Um, If we do an activity together, play with them on the floor, we connect with our kids. What we have a hard time doing is sustaining that connection. We eventually things break down, there is a sibling fight, there is a power struggle, and we have a parenting breakdown, we disconnect. And then we need to learn to reconnect more quickly and repair that connection more quickly. So learning to create connection, sustain connection, and then repair is the next thing for parents to do. And that is so important because we have to, to, for us to get through our children, to get them to cooperate with us, to listen to us, to be kind and respectful, they need to feel connected to us. We don't want to listen to people we're not feeling connected to. Mm -hmm. We don't want the advice. We don't want to cooperate with the person we're not feeling, you know, connected. So we have to have that connection so we can get all these, you know, the trust, the listening, the respect, the cooperation from them. So that's the third piece. And then the fourth piece is the emotional intelligence. And that is piece part of that mindset, right? The emotional intelligence, part of that 80% of our children's success, is the mindset and the emotional intelligence. And that's becoming as a family, more empathetic, better problem solvers, better communicators, more emotionally stable, you know, manage our anger, self-regulate, become confident, and that is skill, those are skills that we all lack, even the adults lack, right? When we look around um, society, there are millions of us grown ups who are not kind or who are not confident, who are not emotionally stable. Uh, we're still solving problems with using our hands or getting a, or a weapon or going into war. It's not like we have mastered this, you know, ways to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still struggling with these things ourselves. So obviously, children, due to their age, you know, lack a lot of those skills. And and parents tend to have this biggest big misconception. They think, oh, eventually my child will grow up into being emotionally stable and kind and resilient and confident because I talk about how the brain will mature and around the age of 25, we have the capability to acquire all these skills, but it doesn't mean that we automatically have our children need practice. These Mm -hmm. skills only come with practice. They don't come with time. They don't, don't come with just brain maturation. They come from practice. So we actually need to use the everyday challenges We need those little sibling fights and the pushbacks and the not listening, all those things to happen so we can practice these skills. So, you know, I'll give an example, like maybe there's a sibling fight over something, a toy, for example, and parents will take that toy away and they say, "Okay, you guys are fighting over this. I'm taking it away. Right. And that works in the moment. It's a short term strategy, Mm -hmm. but on the long term, you took that toy away and you Along with that toy, you took away the opportunity for them to learn to negotiate, learn to be flexible, learn to problem solve, learn to think, learn to find solutions together, learn to voice what they need, becoming confident, learning to be resilient when we don't get what we want the way we want, right? So it's uh, using these everyday challenges to teach the social emotional skills that we all need. So we can really raise this new generation of children who who are going to hopefully heal humanity. They're going to be these great human beings. So those are the four four pieces for parents to focus on. Focusing on their mindset, focusing on better strategies, the connection. Always like think like a new mantra for parents can be connect before correct. (laughs) And then focus on the emotional intelligence and growing those skills as those skills go up the negative behavior goes down
0: yeah so it's- yeah. yeah i love what i mean that's a great formula especially like the connection piece i feel like you know just from my own uh, family i feel like when we're happier we're getting along we're doing things that are proactive and spending quality time together i found that uh, there's left less behavior challenges and then when there are challenges you know that is an opportunity to sort of work things through or let the kids work things through and you be an advocate for them, you know? So yes, and, and some of these skills are obviously different when you're dealing with a two-year-old or if you're dealing with a 15-year-old. So I'm sure that there's a quite a bit of difference there, but it um, yeah. so, sounds like a great program. Um, so maybe you can share a little bit about how you are you know, taking this knowledge and sharing it in your community or you know, working with families or working with communities. I'd be interested to see how you're helping this be implemented across the country.
1: Yes. Okay. I have been uh, consulting to the schools. So I partner up with educational leaders, um, schools or educational organizations uh, that work with women and youth or children. And we offer parent educational workshops and seminars. And then uh, these parents Uh, might want to go deeper, and they join the program. And I partner up with the schools to offer to bring this program uh, to their school community, to the, the community of parents. And even the entire community, the school community, the teachers as well, the administrators. So everybody's on the same page. Everybody's speaking a universal language. Everyone is addressing the behavior in a similar way. So then ultimately the children are getting these you know, continuity, the consistency. We bridge the gap between the school and the home. And then we are all of us adults really stepping up into a much bigger and better role because as parents we play already many roles right we have our plate full and we are cooking we're cleaning we're driving we are setting our children's social calendars we keep them busy entertained we play doctor when they get hurt all of these things right but we have to step up into being our children's social emotional coaches so I equip the parents um, to become that person. And then the same for the educational leaders and teachers, they too become children's social emotional coaches. So we can all, all of us adults can help the children navigate the ins and outs of relationships, navigate the emotional challenges they're having, their anxiety, their anger. Uh, So we can help them you know, grow up with this invincible mindset, unshakable sense of self, right, that they need. Uh, So that's how I bring it to the community. So I'm constantly, you know, speaking at events, talking at, you know, national conference, educational conferences, and then just with schools or um, educational um, organizations. Okay, so it sounds
0: like you kind of start with the schools and then kind of see what happens from there. Some people may wanna get more individual help or um, you know, extra help, and then sometimes schools may wanna expand upon your initial presentation. So that yeah, sounds like, some, a, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: sometimes the schools will have uh, the entire year, uh, I take care of their parent education for the year, so offer a series of workshops. In you know, a little coaching uh, throughout the year. So parents have that continuity and they go deeper into all of this. Often uh, schools tend to, you know, they get a series of speakers and they're amazing, you know, authors and speakers that come throughout the year to, to address the, the community of parents. But it's kind of random and disconnected. Mm-hmm. And they come in with their one hour, like a signature talk, which is fantastic. But there's only so much they can give in that hour. And then there's no follow-up, no follow-through. They won't go deeper. So schools noticed that these parenting events were they were informational. They were inspirational, but they were not transformational. So when the, the community of families get to listen to a series of workshops that go deeper and deeper and deeper, they connect with each other, they share better, they feel like they're in a brave, safe space to share. And then the, you know, the changes really happen. That magic happens in the implementation of things. It's really the, uh, I, I talk to, you know, I explain to people that no one learns how to swim, by reading about it or watching a YouTube video about it, uh-huh. right? You can get better at your tennis swings by watching, uh, you know, a, a video about it. You have to get there and practice. So the the work that I do is really practical. It's getting parents to practice this master this, and then, you know, work with their children every day, coaching them.
0: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, I've just even watching like the nanny show. It's like they're, they come in and they get involved with the real life. And, um, you know, they, they, you know, you see changes happen just because like the mindset, number one, that you talked about yeah. really changed. And, uh, I think that's what we're involved with the uh, church community. And so we really talk a lot about, you know, mindset and just really kind of having others first mentality and just really kind of really believing the best in people. So that kind of changes your mindset about your, your own self and the people that you're inter- interacting with. And obviously it's going to make an impact on your personal family. So, Well, how do people get in touch touch with you if they want to learn more, if they want to get involved?
1: Yes, they could visit my website, which is LorenaSeidel.com. And I can give you a link to a free uh, mini class that I offer uh, as a gift to your listeners. And we can, uh, you know, give it to them maybe at the at the bottom of this is some, whatever uh, they can access that uh, or on their site, but Lorena would be the place for them to find me.
0: Nice. Well, I appreciate you sharing with me today. And I'm definitely going to look into the, uh, especially I like free. I can afford that. So I think my my (laughs) listeners can afford free too. So yeah, well, we'll definitely put all that information in the description and uh, any final thoughts for us today before we sign off.
1: Oh, my final thoughts would just be to, to know that we all have within ourselves everything we need to thrive as parents and to help our children thrive. And that we just need small tweaks and shifts in our the way we're thinking or the way we're talking and behaving around our children. But that, you know, ultimately we were all dedicated, committed parents who, you know, all of these listeners of yours are choosing to be here right now. They could be doing anything else, <laughs> but they are here to better themselves and to learn how to be better people. So, you know, that's that's the first big step and that, that shows uh, so much about them already. So a lot of this, you know, the job of parenting can be so daunting and we can feel so, inadequate or you know badly about ourselves but i think that you know parents just need to to trust themselves a bit and, and and feel you know feel really confident that they they got this and they're ready for the next step yeah well just
0: using some resources like yours i'm sure will help just uh because all we need is a you know shift in mindset change a few practices and really get some good information that is uh, really useful so thank you so much for sharing with us today and we'll be sure to, to share your information um, in the podcast links. So, look, great talking with you today, and we'll definitely stay in touch.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And it was a pleasure.
0: Thank you.